From Duck Creek Technologies, it's Conversations on the Creek, the podcast series where we interview our partners about how the latest technology and insure tech is transforming the PNC insurance industry. I'm Rob Savitsky from the Duck Creek product marketing team. And I'm Zach May from the Duck Creek Alliance management team. And in today's episode, we're incredibly excited to be joined by Ryan McMahon, Vice President of Insurance and Government Affairs at Cambridge Mobile Telematics, or CMT, who'll be sharing his perspective on how telematics is impacting personal auto insurance. CMT is a mobile telematics and analytics company that makes the world's roads and drivers safer using mobile sensing and IoT, machine learning, and behavioral science. Ryan, how are you doing today? Hey, Rob, thanks for having me on today. And Zach, I think it's uh, uh, excellent to be able to to talk a little bit about where we are from a, a business and, and certainly what we've been doing together with Duck Creek. So thanks uh, very much for having me on. Absolutely. We're, we're pumped to have you. All right, Zach, over you to kick us off. Thanks, Rob. And yeah, Ryan, welcome. Uh, great to have you here with us today. So with that, I'm going to go and dive in. So, so Ryan, you know, I think auto telematics has been really around for years in the insurance industry. Maybe in the past is more of a niche feature or program, but you know now it really seems to starting to become more mainstream. Um, what what's driving insurers to start adapting auto telematics more broadly across the industry? Yeah, I think that's a really great question, Zach. And again, thank you guys very much for having uh, me on on behalf of CMT. And it's been a a really great uh, partnership of getting getting things uh, put together uh, to make it easier for insurers to take advantage of telematics with Duck Creek. So I'll uh, just start there and, and then jump into the question. I think that it's interesting to look at the history of the use of telematics and auto insurance. It really goes back into the late 90s when insurers were expanding and and doing a lot of different um, doing a lot of different experiments with ways to get driving data into the pricing system. And that has changed over the years as the technology has um, has evolved. And as the technology has evolved, it's become much more inexpensive to utilize. And the business models have followed it as well. So where we sit today in 2021, uh, really, you look at where COVID, um, the, the time period pre-COVID, and telematics was accelerating at that point where insurers were using it in their um, in their customer acquisition efforts. They were using it to market and, and sell new customers. And that's all based on the fact that they could do so through um, the smartphone. Before that, they were they were using technology that was more expensive to use. And of course, because of that, it really limited the, the utility to a certain customer group. And uh, in COVID, that work has really accelerated substantially where you have insurers that have tried to make their products as um, competitive as possible and get to the point where they can match rates of risk the um, most efficient way possible. And the best way to measure risk is to measure the behavior that leads to uh, to that action of uh, in the in insurance industry where you're talking about a crash. So if you have the ability to measure that behavior uh, as accurately and inexpensively as possible, and do so in a way that's fair and, and consumer friendly, then it creates an ecosystem that really accelerates the growth. And that was uh, the case before COVID. And it's certainly been the case during COVID when you've had more uh, insurers really prioritize the use of this data and the ability to, to market and sell to consumers in a way that is consistent with their goals, uh, really in a time where all of the driving data and all of the, the risk data 
is almost um, kind of thrown up in the air when you have a real complete change in, in mobility at the same time. That's great. And, you know, Ryan, you, you, you've made, you know, multiple points around the data. And, you know, from what I and from we, what we have seen and understanding this space more is, you know, auto telematics is driven heavily by the consumer data. You know, what, what has CMT seen um, from, from the willingness of a consumer, you know, giving up their data to be a part of the telematics program from, you know, willingness from early days of auto telematics to more mature days of auto telematics and where we are today? Yeah, I think data privacy is really the most important thing that is a consideration in, in the case of telematics, because all other elements of, of insurance pricing really don't involve the consumer, but the consumer's data is actually out there on the marketplace already. So if you go to get a quote for an auto insurance policy, the information that's been gathered about you is already you know, incorporated and used in that auto insurance rating process. Telematics is one where you as a consumer get to say yes or no, I want this data to be included in my rate. And as a result of that, uh, it makes it so that consumers much more aware of that process. So privacy is incredibly important because unlike all those other data elements, it's right in front of the consumer. The consumer downloads the app, they opt in, they, they are opting into elements like uh, location services that enable the uh, telematics provider or the insurance company to analyze how fast someone's going and if they're driving on you know surface streets or driving on highways. And that information is incredibly uh, important in the ability to analyze risk. But at the same time, that information needs to be treated in a way that is consistent with what the consumer is expecting. If the consumer finds out that the data is being used for purposes other and outside of uh, the express willingness of their um, their opt-in to be able to use that data for insurance pricing, then it becomes a huge problem. And the real key, at least from the CMT side of things, is we've always taken a, a very strong stance in ensuring that the data is, is housed in a way that's exceptionally private, that we don't sell data to make additional revenue. We don't share data with third parties outside the organization, that it's a very, very simple uh, proposition for us, but the consumer has to be fully aware of that. And the the benefit that the consumer has to be there. And that benefit in most cases is a more fair and accurate rate to um, to be able to associate their driving data with what they pay for insurance. And if for some reason they happen to be a driver that is uh, is not advantaged relative to their driving and they're more dangerous than other people on the road, then getting that feedback and their ability to take that information and change and become safer, that's a huge win, not only for that individual, uh, because they're not going to crash, but also society around us, um, everyone that shares the road with that individual that may have been risky, and then certainly the insurance company, because they have a driver that improves over time. So it really is a, a long, cohesive process of ensuring that the data is accurate, it's fair, it's transparent, and that none of that data is used for anything other than the express purpose of identifying how safe someone is driving. Really, really interesting point there, uh, Ryan. And I'd love to dig in more on 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 the data itself, as you talked about that. And so, you know, I'm curious. I think you know when you hear the word vehicle telematics, it can mean a lot of different things to different people. And so, what are the key behavioral driving data that vendors such as yourself are capturing? And what exactly does the telematics score tell you? Yeah, that's a really good question, Rob. The data that we're trying to um, surface. 
uh, across the board is really that um, that is representative of the elements that will predict whether or not an individual is going to get in a crash or not. So the score that we have in the marketplace that is now up to 43 states approving in the, in personal lines and, and close to that in commercial is predicting the likelihood that someone is going to get in a crash in the next 90 days. So the idea is that if we can identify those behaviors that uh, add to risk and then take those behaviors and uh, quantify them in a way that enables us to build a score off of that, that enables the insurer to take that information and then incorporate that into their pricing. So risk is really a simple um, quantification of those behaviors that uh, make it more or less likely for you to get into a crash. And over time, the way that you build that up is through scale. And, and CMT is the largest telematics provider to the insurance industry. So the scale that that CMT brings is exceptional from a global perspective. That global perspective allows us to understand really what the difference is between tapping on a smartphone or uh, holding a smartphone and interacting it while you're driving, uh, the difference between speeding on a, a local road or speeding on a highway, the difference between a, a near miss hard break and, a, uh, and another type of behavior that looks similar. So all of those physical uh, elements that we are able to, to be able to recreate from the sensor data, and when I say sensor data, we're talking about the sensors on the smartphone and IoT device at the same time, we're taking that sensor data and approximating risk based on the physics that are exhibit on that sensor. And then we build out from there to take those events and be able to, um, to really make sense of all this information. So it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a fascinating process when you think about it, because the smartphone is something that we all carry in our pockets and it has the ability to identify and understand the risk that we exhibit behind the wheel. And then, you know, the really great thing is um, being able to surface that information back to the driver, because I think everyone thinks that they are probably safer than they actually are until you actually see how much time you're spending distracted or how much time you're spending speeding and actually seeing it on a map and being able to, uh, to be able to um, do something about that on a daily basis then it becomes a uh, part of our life that is uh, changeable as opposed to something that is just um, inherent risk that we all take when we get behind the wheel. Got it. Yeah, no, really interesting how granular you can uh, understand whether it's the mobile phone distraction or excessive speeding or hard braking and, and just the nuance and, and the kind of data that we're capturing today. I actually, you know, Ryan wanted to, to share a small tidbit of a personal experience of seeing this in action, but I actually have a CMT uh, dongle installed in my vehicle as a part of my own personal um, auto coverage, um, having signed up uh, through their Telemax program. And it's really cool to see immediately after a trip, I am able to log onto my smartphone app and see, you know, see any reported incidents or see how my, my trip was um, I, I guess kind of, kind of scored on, on it at any given time. So it's a really cool, you know, real world experience to, to really see it in action. Zach, I hope you're saving a bunch of money on insurance. Um, some of the, the insurers that are using our technology are giving up to 50% discount uh, based on the data that is analyzed through, um, through the, the tag and um, the uh, smartphone sensors and What's really cool is I worked in the insurance industry before joining CMT, and I will tell you guys that 
in the insurance industry, um, as I'm sure most of the people listening, there are it's it's always a challenge to find uh, methodologies that get you into to market that can help you um, grow policy count and also reduce uh, loss exposure. So grow and make money at the same time. And when I first started seeing the technology, I was actually not a fan of telematics. Um, and I actually haven't uh, told a ton of people this, but I was working in the industry and I spent a lot of time working with agents. And I had always found that agents were very resistant to um, to the use of telematics for their customer base. And I think that's that's held a little bit if you look at the adoption numbers by um, channel that's sometimes um, published by by some insurers. And that's changing a little bit. But at the time that I was um, in the insurance industry, the real challenge was the technology. So uh, we were trying to get, uh, when I was, uh, again, at, at the uh, carrier, we were trying to get our agents to um, to market and sell um, policies that involved um, people plugging in devices into their cars. And it just was such a nightmare relative to the operations and the procedures to get to that point and try to explain to people how to make it work. And it wasn't until I had seen um, actually one of uh, CMT's uh, current customers, Discovery Insure, they had a product called, and still do have a product called Vitality Drive. And it was amazing to see how that technology worked. It was actually a rewards program that was using the data that was coming out from the smartphone. The same thing that, that Zach, you mentioned that your insurer is using relative to your your price, but they were actually giving rewards based on how individuals drive. So it was amazing to see that. And they were actually lowering their overall severity and lowering their frequency and actually reported that fatalities for for their drivers was 60% lower than population at large. So it's quite an amazing feat of the ability to actually change behavior and make roads safer. So that's how I became a convert and uh, was really excited about the technology after I kind of saw it that the it was way more than than just kind of the the data exchange or data taking that had happened kind of to that point. Yeah, right. Now that, that's a that's an awesome uh, you know story of experience seeing where you've you've come from from the insurance space and I saw the opportunity uh, to go on, on to more of the technology and data side and seeing where you're at now and where CMT has come in the insurance space is uh, I think a really cool thing to see. Um, you know, I, I wanted to just maybe close out the discussion on the idea of scoring one last time before diving into other areas. But, you know, really when, when you're thinking about the risk scores um, that you, you all can generate, are there certain kinds of behaviors or incidents that might um, have more severity towards affecting a score in a positive or negative way? And I'm thinking of things like, you know, our mobile phone distractions, do those cause the score to to change more, for example, than like a hard breaking scenario? Yeah, that's a really good question. It's something that I started thinking about when I started using it, and my scores were super low when uh, when I first used the technology. It's one of those things that again, you think that you know you're a better driver than you actually are, and the only feedback that we get on the road today is is really from other drivers and other people in our cars, and usually it's not a constructive criticism. <laughs> so. Having the ability to see it yourself is huge, and and I'll give you an example. Distracted driving is is a huge um, issue on our roads today, and it's probably one of those things that we all inherently know is bad, but the actual the quantified um, problem is substantially worse than than it's actually published for because it's not one of those issues that's easily identified after a crash uh, unless you have the data coming from 
uh, a different source. And what we have seen is distracted driving is one of those things that's very changeable too. So speeding and distracted driving tend to be the behaviors that individuals have the, the most control over on a regular basis. All the behaviors are controllable. None of these things are pre-existing conditions. But what we see in volatility is really in uh, distracted driving and speeding. And um, distracted driving, to give you a, a sense, if you're able to reduce that just a little bit, so a 10% reduction of distracted driving will drop um, accident frequency by about 1%. So it's a incredibly sensitive area where um, the amount of distracted driving that we're seeing overall has been going up ever since the company's been in business as smartphones have kind of become ubiquitous. The crash rates have also increased at the same time where we see BI numbers and um, collision numbers that continue to to trend towards um, higher higher numbers and higher severity. Luckily, fatalities for the most part um, around us have gone down, but that actually has um, on a per mile basis in COVID gone the other direction too, as more people are speeding. So bringing back to the data question, you, you're, the, the two areas that are most impactful relative to the severity, of course, are, are speeding and, and distracted driving, also the most changeable but the, the 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 data point that the industry uses for the most part thus far that's in most scoring elements is hard breaking. But I think that that's really a uh, one of the reasons for that is um, a hard breaking event is, you know, basically you're one second away or half a second or a tenth of a second away from a collision. And it's really predictive of that near miss. But if you're trying to get further up in the behavior chain, the things that happen more often Speeding and distracted driving happen more often, and there are they are both things that that we as drivers can change and reduce. And if you do that, um, then you position yourself to become a, a safer driver overall, and and uh, hopefully uh, don't get into uh, that crash that um, that really the average says an, an individual driver gets into a crash once every seven years. We endeavor to really stretch that out to um, to longer periods as you get away from some of those behaviors that that yield to uh, to a crash. And I think it's fair to say that um, we have <laughs> we have certainly seen more and more distractions to keep to keep us as drivers, um, you, you know, off the focus of, of making a safe drive. So that's, uh, you know, that's a really interesting perspective you just shared. So that concludes part one of our conversation with Ryan McMahon. Thank you, Ryan, and thank you all for tuning in today. Before we conclude here, I wanted to highlight that at Duck Creek, we have an integration with CMT, where we pull in driver risk scores to our policy admin system, which can be used for underwriting and rating. To learn more about our integration, go to duckcreek.com partner slash Cambridge mobile telematics. If you enjoyed this podcast, be sure to check out part two of today's episode, where we continue the conversation with Ryan beginning with discussing how telematics is being deployed today from a technological standpoint. To listen to that episode and to check out all of our other great podcasts, webinars, and other content, visit our virtual events platform, VFormation, by going to theformation.duckcreek.com. We'll see you next time.